Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in to All Pro Lines, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. This is uh, Comedy Football Talk. We do a lot of all those things here. And we're going to talk to my friend Glenn Grizzard today. We love that guy. Uh, he's going to be in here. I'm going to ask him about Jeff Saturday. We're going to talk about the craziest game that ever was, the greatest football game in the history of football. Uh, and, you know, whatever else we come up with. I got some quiz questions for him. What else we got here? I got a which comes first question for him. I got some, I got a kudos. We'll hear his taps. We'll do some plugs. We're going to talk football and life. That's how we do here at uh, All Pro Lines, the podcast. Share this with your friends. Tell your friends to that uh, listening to this is good for your ear holes or whatever. whatever however you would say it. You probably wouldn't say it like that. Nobody, nobody would. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, I'm Kostaki Economopolis. I'm your host, Glenn Grizzard, coming up. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a sick kid. I got a, I got a sick four year old. Uh, it's the, it's the yin and yang of, uh, like a, a swimming four year old, a four year old in the pool is one of life's great pleasures. It is just like, it's, it's an activity that's Zen they're swimming and they're saying I'm swimming and they're happy and it's joyful. A sick four year old is the opposite of that. It is just a nightmare. It is tough and challenging and uh, grueling and exhausting. And I feel bad for the kid. And I, I want to be empathetic and full and whole and present. And I also have this part of me which is like, I got to get the fuck out of here, which that's not, that doesn't make me feel good about me. <laughs> that's not, that's not the right instinct. I got to fight, I got to fight that instinct on top of doing all the hard stuff. Uh, so that's what I've been up to. It's been, uh, it's been a challenge. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see who's here in the live. There's Marge. Yeah, he is here. Ron Milford, Tony Hofer, Hofer or Hoffer? I don't know. Uh, live Kostaki. Yes. Uh, listen in on, uh, Bob and Tom. I do Bob and Tom every Tuesday morning during football season at eight twenty Eastern. Check your local listings. If you're in mountain or central, you could probably figure that out. Uh, some markets actually put on delay. I think they do in the West Coast. I don't know. I don't even know the stuff. Uh, so uh, you can figure that out. I'm on early-ish. Uh, not early, early. Those guys start early. Goodness gracious. I believe they start six. They I believe they do six to 10 East Coast time. And then they do like a half hour of local. Heather from Oregon. What's up, lady? Uh, 
She said the kid stuff never seems to end. Yeah, that's right. Heather's a grown-up mama herself, and uh, she's she's got she knows she's Christmas future for me. Uh, she's got kids a little bit on the older end of the range. Everyone does because I started later than anyone should. <laughs> I didn't just start late. I was I finished late. I thought at least I'm finishing. I want the world to know I'm done with the kid having. Two is a good number. They're a lovely pair, and I adore them. But cripes, I'm tired. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's do some football jokes, shall we? We should do that. Let's, where's the thing with the thing? You got to go into this, and the then you go, boom. The two-minute like drill. That Vikings-Bills game, that's what it's all about, right? Vikings-Bills game was so crazy, it made Kanye West look sane. That's That game was crazy. Not even Joe Rogan will interview it. See? that's cra- That game's crazy. Britney Spears' dad wants to control it. That game makes Greg Hahn look chill. You see? That game had five Thursday night football games worth of excitement in it. The game was so intense, Josh Gordon is smoking the highlights. <laughs> Bill's Vikings was like Kim Kardashian, a thrilling end where some athletes have gotten highlight videos. All right. Uh, can we talk about the Falcons? Can we talk? What? This is. All right. I have some notes here, but I want to do this somewhat off the top of my head. Watching the Falcons hurts my eyeballs. It hurts me. It's like I got drunk and rubbed hot wing sauce in my eyes, and I've done that, and it burns so much, and you second-guess all of your life decisions. Watching the Falcons is like that. The Falcons are the pepper spray of football. What are they? Why? Just stop it with this quarterback. Marcus Mariota is a nice guy, and he's got some scrappiness, and I like him, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm done with him. He's done. He's done. He's not top 40 quarterbacks in the world right now. He used to be. Maybe. He's definitely not now. It's enough. If there, if Casey Kasem did a top 40 quarterback, he would not be listed. He's exactly as good as you expect from something you got secondhand in Tennessee. That's a good joke. That's, that's a Brian Miller joke right there. Kyle Pitts and Drake London are two of the most athletic pass catchers in the league, but the Falcons won't and then can't throw the ball. The Falcons are wasting more talent than heroin. Just anybody, it's Ritter time. Put in Desmond Ritter, for the love of God. He's a third-round, high-ceiling rookie. What are they afraid of? Are they afraid they're going to suck at football? It's already happening. Oh, they're so frustrating to watch. Goodness gracious. Anybody but Marcus Murray. I'd rather have John Ritter (laughs) than Marcus. Three's company, everybody. I'm done with... Marcus Marietta. Old drunk Joe Namath makes better passes. Urban Meyer makes better passes. Louis C.K. Hookers on Peachtree Street are making better passes right now at 7.05 local time. (laughs) Brent Favre's cell phone makes better passes. Bill Clinton. Anthony Weiner, which sounds like a nickname for Bill Clinton, actually. Kidney stones make better passes. You see what I'm doing here? 
I've seen better passes at the Regal Beagle. Boom! Second Three's Company reference in one minute. Rachel Dolezal is better at passing. All right, I got to share this. This part is not a joke. This is an actual... I happened to see this because I was playing in fantasy against him. Uh, Tyler Algier, Falcons running back, had the funniest stat line I've ever seen. He had three catches, minus 17 yards. And on the on the on the stat tracker, it said his long catch was minus five, because both of the other two were minus six. <laughs> his long is that a long catch? Minus that was his best catch. He only lost five yards. That's your Falcons for you right there. Brady looked very much at home in Germany. Why wouldn't he? The whole country was separated for years. You see. It's also the kind of place that seems okay with a charismatic leader screaming at everybody. Face it, Brady looks like Hitler's wet dream. This guy with the square jaw and the light hair and the whole. It's ridiculous. Uh, Brady won in Germany. He got so excited, he tried to keep going into France. (laughs) Uh, I thought by now Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith would be playing football in Europe, but I didn't think it would be with the NFL. At least it's not a long, sad trip home for Seattle across nine time zones. They should hire dancing Kirk Cousins to be the airplane entertainment. And by the way, I can't can't believe Germans have heard of West Virginia, much less know the words to that song. They were singing John Denver. There's 67,000 Germans were singing a John Denver song this weekend. It's so weird. Uh, although Germans do have a history of separating out the West of something. Oh, this reminds me of one of my old jokes. Uh, almost heaven. It's not even, how can it be almost heaven? It's not even the best Virginia. <laughs> Can't do that on Bob and Tom. That's regional bashing, you see. I could fucking do it in West Virginia, but I can't do it on Bob and Tom, make fun of West Virginia because it feels like a New York boy making fun of whatever. This also reminds me of a uh, Charlie Vericola joke. Her vagina was so big, she had a West vagina. That's good. That's good writing. (laughs) All right, we're going to talk about uh, Saturday here in a few minutes. What else we got? Oh, this is funny. I probably can't do this on the radio. Uh, This guy tweeted me, Fast Len said, uh, he named his... We named the dog Watson because when you pet his belly, he tries to make you touch his dick. <laughs> nice. Uh, Trace McSorley got some play this week. Anyone ever heard of Trace McSorley? Quarterback, third string quarterback? Sounds like a low budget beer. Times are tough. I had to down a sixer of Trace McSorley. Oh, ooh, tough. That's tough. All right. All right. Let's see who else is in here. Uh, welcome in. We got a bunch of people on the Facebook live stream. Jerry Oliver. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, James Shelmer. Hey, James, James has a strong open. Hey, Kostaki, you're so funny. You misspelled your though. That takes a little bit of the joy out of it for me, James. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. It looks like I got sun. I go, Oh, you know what's happening? The sun is setting and there's a reflection of the sun right on my face. So you get a little extra super bright Kostaki for a couple minutes. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, Chris Eckstein. Eckstein? Eckstein. Well, I did, I did take German. Never say die. I remember that. 
but it depends how you pronounce it. Andrea from Idaho. What's up, lady? Good to see you guys. Thanks for jumping in here. Jack Ripley. Ripley? I don't know. Do I want Matt Ryan back? No. Done with Matt Ryan, too. <clears throat> Matt Ryan is currently the 27th best quarterback in the world, and he's dropping a notch every month or so of his of his life. He's going down one more notch. So that's not what we want. The Falcons are not trying to win now. That would be terrible. We don't want them to win. This is the kind of thing we should talk about with Glenn. All right, let's uh, let's get him in here. You know him. You love him. He's the he's the voice of all the drops. He's one of my best friends forever. He's a Falcons fan. He's hanging in there with that that life choice. Hey, buddy, how's it going, Kostaki? Oh, you got a new band? You got a new flag? What do you think, Jeff? Jeff went into the boxes. What is that? It's Blackbeard's flag. <laughs> it's a skeleton. It's got What's some a drink? Kind of weird monster <laughs> with the spear thing and the cup thing and, and a, a goblet spear in the heart. It's very cool. <laughs> you did you want the? Now wait, this is so we don't have the. Oh, I see. No, I like multi, that one too. Yeah. So that was last. That was last time. So now I give you I a hard time. I like it both. I went to the Key West one because I just made some reservations to go to Key West for Thanksgiving. Thank you very much, world. But then I was like, here's the Blackbeard flag. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're doing the Blackbeard flag. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What are, you, what are you doing in Key West? I'm going to go to Key West for Thanksgiving. To I be with your, your, your kids? No. Allegiant flies from Asheville to Key West directly three times a week including on Wednesday before Thanksgiving and Sunday after Thanksgiving. Oh, you're just going to go for fun, run around with your old friends and do Hell it. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love go that. Go Key West. Okay, nice. All Pro Lines. All Pro Lines shirt. I dig it. Heather just got hers, her new one. She she went with the Heather Red as well. So Heather Red. We rec nice. highly recommend the Heather Red. I think you're the one who discovered that, Glenn. Yeah, I mean, I was going for a bulldog shirt, but you know, you know, I always need one that I can make pink later. I, I said it to you, and I was like, I was, I stared at it for a while because you requested red. I was like, does he want red? Red? Does he want Heather red? I was like, fuck it, he's getting Heather red. I hope it works out. I'm glad it did. And then I got one because I liked yours so much. I think we got blood red up here on the, <laughs> on the flag. <laughs> on the flag. All right, so let's open. Can we open with Falcons, and then we'll do Jeff Saturday and go on from there. I mean, you knew that game was going to suck before it started, right? I mean, yes, Thursday night football, I mean, they have proven themselves to be the real bottom-of-the-barrel football. And when once you see the Panthers and the Falcons roll up there, you're like, yep, here it comes. I bet this game's going to be dramatic. By the way, England, England must be pissed at us because we send them the fucking Jaguars-Lions kind of shit all the time. We have one game in Germany ever, and they get Tom Brady and – Geno Smith may be the best story in the NFL right now. They get two good teams, at least on paper. Um, giant superstar and DK Metcalf. You know, fucking London is getting who? Who? Yeah. Ho hopefully a good Travis Etienne. That's their best thing they could possibly root for in London. Well, how great was the singing? I, I'm I mean, so jealous. I, I mean, how do they know sing? our songs? Why can't we sing? Wow, we could we should sing. We could do that. Tom Brady said it was one of his best football experiences of his whole life. Wow. Everyone everyone is gushing about the German crowd. I, I saw something that um they said based on the interest level, 
uh, and the request for tickets, they estimated they could have sold 3 million tickets. To what? That, that, that's what the guy said. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's sold out at 67,000. So I can think of nothing but Nazi jokes. Why can't I think of something else German? I mean, <laughs> I'm, it's like one after another. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say that. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to say that. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to say that one either. Right, so anyway, good. let's think of something else German. I had a German, you remember my German stepdad? You remember oh, yeah. Wolfgang? Wolfgang yes, right. Fritz? Of course. I like that guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. Came from the southern part of Germany, Baden-Württemberg. By the way, I didn't know you had this filter where you think you're going to say something and then you don't. Is this new? How about that? <laughs> His teeth are going. <laughs> That's good. He's I'm got happy. a break. There's I'm a break on there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on how much fun you want to have, how fast you want to go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, go back to your point. Yes, we knew that game was going to suck. It's first of all, it's Thursday night, and it was two terrible teams. But goodness gracious, with the Marcus Mariota is terrible at football. Why do people keep saying that he looks good this year? Are they not why, watching the same games I am? Why do you bring back Corderell and have him? He seemed perfectly healthy, and you still throw backwards to Algier three times. So yeah, I mean, I'm done with Algier. I'm done with all the other quarter, the other running backs in, in Atlanta. I. They're rookies. They're they're young. They're f- Huntley's fine, but you don't. If you have a better choice, what are you doing? I mean, all I can think is Corderell's not a hundred percent. I mean, they're just they're like keeping him on a pitch count. That's probably that. That I can accept that. All right, but yeah. here's if, if if you put in Desmond Ritter, immediately three things happen. One, he gets better at football while it doesn't matter. Two, they'll lose a little more. <laughs> Which is what we want at this point. And three, Kyle Pitts will get a few targets that are catchable once in a while. And Drake London. What? Please, just play the young kid and see what happens. It's enough already. We had 10 games of this other experiment, and it's I'm done with it. What difference does it make if we win or lose? It just, I mean, the same thing we talk about every time now. We're trying to lose, but we're not, we're, we're, we're not good at trying to lose. Um, the Panthers seem like they're trying to lose too. So. Here's what you do: you the coaches try to win, and the players try to win because it's on tape and it's in their spirit and it's part of who they are. They can't not try to win. It's up to the owner to insist they play the rookie quarterback so they can't win, and he'll get better, and we'll get a better draft pick, and it'll be more interesting to watch. It'll be good in all the ways. Cal Pitts will get some catches. It'll, it'll be more interesting and hopeful. And worst case scenario, he's not the answer. We need to know that before the draft. You want us to draft high enough to get another Kyle Pitts level that we can squander and, on the bench? You know? Why would you? Uh, all right. The, the problem is this regime didn't draft Kyle Pitts. This regime wants to, wants to they want it to be a Derrick Henry kind of team and never throw the ball at all, which I get. And I understand. And it's. It actually, to get, to be fair, it has worked at some level. They are they are taking a terrible team that's spending forty million dollars this year on players who aren't even there anymore, and they've been somewhat competitive in games they have no business in. So some kudos go to the coach and the approach, but 
enough already. You, when, when you're down 21 nothing against the Bengals, and then you decide that your response to this situation is to go on an eight-minute drive where you run the ball 17 times, that's not how you win that game. That's a crazy decision, and I'm holding you accountable for that. I'm pissed at you for that. I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with them trying to win this year. It's it, that part's over. Let's just uh, <coughs> let's see how Ritter looks and uh, and move on to the next thing. That's well, what I the, say. The defense can't hold a lead if we get one. I mean, right. it's, no, it's frustrating to even see it. So, yeah, of course. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, how many times have I been in this position halfway through the season? Yeah, I just soon y'all lose the rest of them, get the best draft pick you can get, and see what we can do with that one. But you know, when the SC, when the NFC South is as bad as it is, it seems silly not to make a run at it. I agree, but it's going to be Brady. It's the Saints have proven that they're not good, and the Panthers have proven that they're not good. They even they they've already traded away their best player. They've already accepted they're not good. Uh, it's Saints. Brady. <laughs> I don't want it to be Brady, but it's Brady. So enough. Let Brady go and lose his lose the first game in the playoffs, and uh, let's get ready for next year. All right. It's good for Glenn's. What comes first? What comes first? Is it? I think so. You got one for me. You want no, to skip I around? Gonna, I was telling you, I was reminding you that I picked Brady and the Buccaneers over the Falcons on the on the next uh, playoff win, and now oh. he is stormed back in Germany to you know to show their dominance in the NFC South. Yeah, I think you're going to be right on that one. I think that, that team's going to be just good enough and get blown out by, you know, the Eagles or whoever they end up playing the first round. It's fine. It's fine. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, all right, let's... Uh... But, but now it's Let's time it. for which comes first. Oh, yes, it's time like for which idea. comes first. Now tell <laughs> me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. Uh, Yeah, all right. Which comes first? Vikings Super Bowl appearance or Bills Super Bowl appearance? What a game, huh? 
Oh, it was so good. I mean, so good. just unbelievable. Just the the turnarounds. I was I was I was just watching the highlights of him, just writing some notes down. That the I looked at the uh, ESPN tracker of you know who's chances of winning for 50 percent oh right you know and the vikings were like bottomed out from midway through the second quarter all the way over 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 and then just the whole thing went out of control those catches were unbelievable yes that's right i mean clearly two teams with a lot of talent that both really wanted to win that game and vikings were trying to make it make a statement that they were they belong there and the the Bills were trying to say that we're the toughest team in the league. You're not going to take us on our own turf. And oh, it was amazing. I know. So, and it had all the things that you would want. It went to overtime. We had a uh, fumble for a touchdown by the defense on the goal line. <laughs> we thought that was going to – we had an interception in the end zone. We had – man, it was awesome. The, the last few beats were just like crazy fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy I didn't – care who won it would have been two of the, yeah that was that was great too two of the best catches i've ever seen in my life yeah right I mean, that's stefan and the jefferson yeah the stefan too you're right that one did that one got buried because the other one was so crazy good <laughs> yeah that's right the how stefan that thing stayed off the ground good. i have no idea it was ridiculous it was like defying gravity and the justin jefferson one it was extra amazing because it was odell beckham like Except that there was another guy there with both two, hands, two on, the hands ball. on the ball. Two hands on the ball. He had one hand. They go to the ground. He keeps it off the ground, and he just pulls it into his own body with the one hand. It's amazing. I mean, strong enough to keep it off the grass, too. Yes, yes. And the balance and the wherewithal, that was that was amazing. So you're going to let me pick which one of them is going to win? Or Appear to the Super Bowl first. Which comes first? Which one of them gets to the Super Bowl? <sighs> I think the Vikings' path to the Super Bowl this year is easier than the Bills' path. That's correct. That's what makes it such a good question. Yeah. Because the Vikings, what are they, eight and one? I had this written down. Eight and Vikings, one. Vikings are eight and one, and the best competition in their division are the Packers, who have who have now stepped up to four and six. <laughs> <laughs> Two more games the average. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. The Vikings have the better path because who was in their way? Eagles. Eagles. I mean, yeah, supposedly the Cowboys and Giants, but Seahawks, Cowboys. Who would you even not scared? Niners? Not Niners. You could. I mean, I mean, you could. You could put together any one of those teams could have the game of their life and be <clears throat> most scary. Most talented offense is the Vikings. And that's Kirk Cousins. I mean, and I have as much as I've withheld my love from Kirk Cousins over the years, he looked good. He, he had does good look numbers good. Him. I mean, he he throws his interceptions, but so did Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's he's the thirteenth best quarterback in the world right now. Yeah, he is. He is right there somewhere. It ain't top ten, and it ain't bottom twelve. It's somewhere in there. Um. All right. So the Bills have a trickier path, but they're the better team, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. They got the defense, too. Right. That's what I think, ultimately. And you get Josh on a good day, he's going to be unstoppable again. You don't have to take as many chances as he was taking with that lead. And, you know, he's slinging the ball around like he owns a place. And he doesn't have to do that in the playoffs. He also needs to have one of those uh, coach coaches uh, sit-down talks where he's like, look – 
this franchise is worth five billion dollars and you're everything stop trying to tackle the guy after the interception stop stop putting your shoulder down for the extra half a yard at the end of the play run out of bounds dummy yeah it's hard to tell the guy like plays like a wildman boy to, to go down easy i got it i understand and it, i he, that's part of the reason we love him but you also have to be practical about it we almost lost you you know, when, when he's laying on the ground, everyone's like, oh, that's the end of the season. You know, like it's that it's that close. Like, just, who is their backup quarterback? It's is it is it's case is it Case Keenum? It's one of those. Guys. Oh, it is Case Keenum. I think so. Just in he's case. The, Keenum. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you don't uh, want to look at Josh Allen. <clears throat> All right. So are you going to say Vikings Super Bowl comes first? I'm saying the Vikings got a better chance at going to the Super Bowl. They, I don't think they'll win it. I mean, they never do. Neither do the Bills, though. How about the Bills Vikings Super Bowl? You're still Bowl? holding that against them from 40 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That's but the Grant two teams. Those are the two teams the Falcons can look to. It's like, y'all are bigger losers than we are. <laughs> Come on. There's worse franchises. The, the Lions No, there's worse franchises, but championship losses, the Bills and Vikings – hold the torch yeah but the, all, all right just to play contrarian i'll defend those teams because those are teams that were in it they were they were a couple of the best teams for like a decade and they were fun to root for the whole time and you know any given day you lose the game but you know they the bills lost four in a row super bowls it's terrible but to have a team that good you know i would have i would have happily been a bills fan during that era you know what I mean? Sitting from where I sit. Think how long ago that was. I know. It seems like yesterday, but it was 25 years ago. It was USF. Yeah. That US, the USF game that uh, I went to and drank beer in the parking lot was, I believe that was the Norwood. The Norwood with the game. Whitney Houston national anthem, right? Is that right? Oh, I think man, that I those are both the same game. I wouldn't be able to get all that, all those facts together. But yeah, I I saw the flyover. I heard the crowd. We were in the parking lot drinking natural lights like college students would do. Uh, but yeah, that's that's been that's been a minute. <laughs> Did you see how the game ended, or were you watching it somewhere by that time, or were you still sitting in the parking lot? I think if I remember right, we just went and hung around for like an hour and drank beer and we're like, you well, you're right. You were at 2001. We then. did this and now it's not really much happening here. Let's, let's go to the next thing. Yeah. I think we went and watched it somewhere after that, uh-huh. but I didn't care. I did. That was an era when I didn't really care about pro football. And I certainly didn't care about either of those teams. <laughs> at, that, at the end of that, you're picking between 2001 and Mons Venus. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I've been to more. I've been. I went to strip clubs more times that year than any of the rest of my life combined. I think. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, Tampa is famously, you know, has sort of the bit. You know, it's sort of the famous go to a strip club city in the world. And at the time, I was in college uh, at the University of South Florida there in Tampa, which is about seven, eight hour drive from Athens or Atlanta, and. About every three weeks or so, some buddies of mine would come down and visit Tampa because it was the perfect place to drive away for the weekend. And we were underage. We couldn't get into bars. But they were trying to kill the strip clubs in Tampa at the time, and they took away their liquor licenses to try to squeeze them. They didn't have the balls to say, we don't think you have the rights to see titties or whatever. They say, the combination of nudity and alcohol is dangerous to the community. That's so... So all of those strip clubs were in the middle of fighting back against this little community thing that was happening. 
And so they changed their rule. They made it 18 and up because they did, couldn't sell booze. So my friends would come to Tampa and we couldn't get into a bar, but we could go to a strip club, which is the most preposterous construct ever for a 19 year old. So we would take our bush lights and get drunk in the parking lot and then go into the nudie club. What a weird. <laughs> Can I tell a story about Mons Venus? Castagna? Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think through it, so trying to protect the innocent ahead of time. But we were one of these evenings. We're out. We took the. We were all in the back of a pickup truck going down the I-75, getting down to Dale Mabry to get to the nudie bar. We ended up at Mons Venus, and there was a guy, a guy there that looked like Bon Jovi, and sitting at like two two rows back from the stage, and he had his girlfriend there with him, and she was like the only other female in the place aside from the dancers. So. Right. One of our friends, I think we can protect his, his identity here, went over and he was like, how do you get your girlfriend to come out to things like this? And and the guy's like, oh, yeah, man, a, she she likes coming too. And um, so he was, I mean, just this fl flowing uh, curly hair coming out at the back. And and they talked for a little while longer. And he's, uh, our friend said, come meet us back. We're going back to USF. We're going to party at the dorm later. If you want to come join us, like what? <laughs> and so, well, good. Good. We invited him. His name was Damon with a D, a D at the end. Damon at the, at the beginning and the end. Damon. And we ran around and got drunker and drunker, whatever, whatever it was we do. And, we get back and we're walking up to the dorm at two o'clock in the morning and Damon is standing there in the spotlight as we get come up walking up the, the sidewalk. And so our friend has clearly made it clear that he wanted him to come back to the dorm. So he did. And now he's back at the dorm with us and we drink another beer in the common room and we go to bed and I'm laying in the bed and Mike you know, and somebody somebody else is on the floor and <laughs> and Damon comes in and lays down on the floor next to my friend <laughs> five ten minutes later somebody <laughs> is out talking to Kostaki in the common area out by the bathroom and they are laughing hysterically <laughs> As he is telling Kostaki how he woke up being fondled by Damon on the floor. <laughs> like he didn't ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> so then Damon walks out into the cackling laughter of all three of us who have all caught up on the story now. And he just sheepishly makes his way out the door <laughs> and on into the Tampa night. <laughs> oh. Yep. Things aren't always what they seem, turns out, in life. So he had his girlfriend at the nudie bar, and his preference or outcome for the evening was to end up on the floor of the dorm at USF. Yes, touching Mike's penis. Or someone. Or someone. <laughs> someone who isn't me or Glenn. That's what makes it fun. It makes it much more humorous that way. Uh, so 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 your answer is uh vikings Viking, yeah, that's a, that was my roundabout approach to vikings all right i'll take bills just for fun ball. i'll take bills on this one all right Grand all the way let's do let's do this 
going to go right down Broadway for this one. I was talking yeah. to Brian Miller about this beforehand. He said, they don't have to win this game, but if they're in it, we will know that they are for real. Uh, if they get blown out, then we're like, okay, maybe this isn't the year. But if they're in this game against the scariest team in the league, uh, we know they'll we'll, we, we'll know they're for real. And they, they were in it, man. They could have gone either way. <clears throat> but the Vikings get my kudos. They, their coach is new, got some energy. Justin Jefferson's never looked better. Uh, Kirk Cousins is playing well. Their D's playing pretty well. They're fun to watch. Dalvin Cook's still got juice. I like that team. I think they're fun to root for, and it's 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 extra fun. A lot of our sort of uh, a lot of the characters that we know in our world now are Vikings fans. You know, Ron Milford and Brian Miller and all these guys, and they're. We just assumed the Packers are going to be number one. Everyone else is going to be competing for second. No, they completely flipped the script. The Vikings are controlling this. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers looks terrible. It's fun. They're fun to root for. Kudos to the Vikings. Well, you, you stole it right out from under me. I was going to go with Jefferson and his 10 catches for 193 yards, including impossible catches that were not, I mean, impossible to do. Yeah, that's and, awesome. But so I'll go a little deeper in that division and right. I will I will point you to the Chicago Bears combination of Justin Fields and Cole Komet, the new tight end that I picked up right at the last second. Um four touchdowns in two games, Cole Komet. Games. So I mean, maybe he maybe I don't need old Hawkinson on the Vikings anymore. Yeah, that's right. I love it. I can pick between them. I have, I'm happy that this. I agree. I'm happy that Kyle that that Fields looks like the real deal. I, I was rooting for him. I thought he was underdrafted. I thought it wasn't enough buzz about him in the first place. I'm glad to see it's coming through. He's and from a fantasy point of view, criminy. That guy. He he's he, he already the, took me out once this year. This is actually true. This is not an exaggeration. He is the leading rusher in the NFL right now. He's ahead of Derrick Henry for rushing yards. <laughs> And of course, he throws a couple touchdowns on top of that. He has a fantasy gold mine right now, Justin Fields. Good for him. Yeah. Falcons, Falcons could have had him. Yeah, could have. But I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's 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 permanent. You know, there's too much chance of him getting hurt. Um, and I don't think he's as accurate as some of those other guys. I mean, some no, of those- he certainly isn't, but he's not. I feel like the, 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 they finally fixed the whole situation. They were like, we're gonna make you a pocket passer. And then he was like, no, I suck at that. And they watched him suck at it for a month and a half. And then they were like, all right, do your thing. And now he's great. Like, I think that's a much better way to play when you're, when you're that type. He's so good at running the ball. You can't force him into being Tom Brady when he's not Tom Brady. It's I fun. think they're a solid eight and nine team, though. Well, they started off so bad. You know they're they're not going to be good this year, but they if you're a Bears fan, you got to feel like oh we got our guy, we're going to be okay. And they also traded away a bunch of picks, you know, uh, traded for a bunch of picks and traded away some other talent. And I think that team's going to be really fun to watch rebuild the next couple three years. We'll see. All right, what else we got here? Oh, quiz time! All right, all right, kids, put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. All right, these are obscure. I don't expect you to get any of these. I'm uh, very, but, very smart, Stoggy. Yeah, but if you do, you get all the points. All, all right. the points? All three, right. three quick ones. They have never in their history lost a game. They were winning in the fourth quarter by 14 points. 62-year history in the NFL. 
195 times this has happened. They were up by 14 points and won the game. And this weekend, they were up by 14 and lost. And now in this category, as a franchise, they are 195 and one when they are up by 14 points in the fourth quarter. Which team is it, Glenn? A moment, please. <laughs> You're not allowed to look at. I'm scores. not looking at anything. I'm looking at my notes. You, we got um, notes on this. I've got notes on the games. I'm trying to think who who blew the lead, and that was who blew the lead. Was it the Buffalo Bills? Oh, that's a good guess based on what happened. No, it was not the Bills. I'll give you one more guess. Okay, if you got it in you. Let's let's see if the peanut gallery is answering here. Certainly, Ron Milford wants to guess. Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. The Dallas Cowboys went 62 years not blowing a 14 point, 195 times. I can't believe they were up 14 points 195 times and never blew it. The Falcons do that in a you know like a month. But do three or four in a season. All right, uh, this one's interesting. He is now, this is really obscure and weird. This is the weirdest stat I've seen in this season. He's now 10 and two in games when he doesn't throw a touchdown. Quarterback. Uh, he's got a, his percent, his winning percentage is 83.3% when he doesn't throw a touchdown, which beats all quarterbacks in the history of the NFL uh, overall. For all of their games, Otto Graham, Mahomes, and Tom Brady, they're all in the 700s, you know, like 78% mm-hmm. uh, winning percentage overall. This guy doesn't have a percentage that high, but when he doesn't throw a touchdown, he's 10 and 2. It happened again this week. He's 35 and 17 as a starter. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's a good guess. Not correct. He's super handsome. <laughs> Jimmy Mike. Garoppolo. That's correct. <laughs> the old giveaway if it's not um, if it's not Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's super handsome. He's not my type, I guess. No, Aaron's type. <laughs> All right. Final question. Uh, this I just happened to hear this stat uh, when I was uh, going for a walk today. Uh, if this team had scored 18 points in all the games, they would be eight and one right now. <laughs> they are not because they have had trouble scoring. Indianapolis. The Denver Broncos would be eight and one because they have the best defense and it's being completely buried by the horrific play of one Russell Wilson. How can he be so bad? It doesn't make sense. He has been quietly one of the best NFL quarterbacks for a decade, and all of a sudden he's not good. It didn't make I mean, any sense. He cashed in, and he ain't going to try anymore. He's enjoying that celebrity lifestyle with Ciara and all the – The old Demarcus Russell, but on the lighter side. Yeah, later in life. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. He seems like a hyper cheesy competitor character. I don't understand what he's doing. It's something about the system hasn't gelled with the with the way they call the plays in and the and the offensive coordinator and the coach. Something they've got good receivers, they've got good offensive line, they got decent running backs, or at least they did till 
the best one got hurt, but I don't know. He he looks terrible right now. He's he's my biggest surprise in fantasy. Not For counting sure. injuries. He's the biggest. Kyle Pitts, you can kind of see it coming. You're like, Mariota's gonna suck and this team's gonna be bad. And you, you kind of you kind of knew this wasn't gonna be the year for Pitts. But Russell Wilson just shocked me. Yeah. If we brought in Russell Wilson, I would expect much greater results as well. Oh my goodness. And they traded away so they just oh so many picks and the money and the contract and the what are they gonna if you're the Denver Broncos, what do you do with them now? You got to fire the other people and hope it's some other problem that's not him. Yeah, and go out and get Jacoby Brissett when um, Deshaun comes back. Deshaun's coming back. He's he's cleared the practice today. I think is his first day. He's allowed back in the facility. If only we could talk about that. <laughs> that fucking guy. Let's talk about Jeff Saturday instead. We haven't even done that. Oh, let's do that. I totally forgot. What do you? I we, uh, I am I am of two minds on this. I won. He won. He won, but he played maybe the worst team in the NFL right now. (laughs) The quarterback cried after the game, (laughs) which I'm all for crying. I'm not taking issue with that, but I'm just saying that team's bad. And they also – all right, so for those of you who haven't been paying attention to all the details, Jeff Saturday was hired as the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Um and there was a bit of a firestorm because he has no experience. While the owner was drunk, right? I mean, he had the to owner is a little wild by his nature. We don't know exactly his pill intake or what's happening. Um, yeah, a, a rich, charismatic, weirdo billionaire. Hey, do what you want. I, I, all right. I understand so, it's your primary market. <laughs> so he just Stand hired carefully. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Jeff Saturday has never been a coach at any level in college or in the pros. He did coach a high school team in Georgia at some point. uh, And he didn't particularly have a a stellar record as a side note. Anyway, uh, some people, including Bill Cowher, uh, say that this is a disgrace to the coaching profession that you're, you could have hired anybody on the staff. Now you could have hired any of the great coaches that are all, they've been putting their lifeblood into figuring out how to be a good football coach, you know, these guys work hard at it, and they just grabbed a guy off the street and were like, yeah, you, you, you do this. It does seem a little insane. And yet, they did pick a guy who clearly has a lot of football credibility, Pro Bowl center, hiked the ball to Peyton Manning for 10 years, uh, ridiculously good broadcaster, great insight. He's got all the football gravitas. I always and enjoyed he- him on the mic'd up. And he cares, he cares about the, you know, the Colts. He loves the Colts. And he's a smart, kind soul. You know, like I root for Jeff Saturday. So there's all the facts. Where are you on this? Because I'm torn. I think you're gambling away the season if you think you're you're going to make the playoffs, which, I mean, there's no reason to think they won't, but there's no reason to think they will. I mean, I, I, I think it's a... It's a, it's just a gamble, and it's something fun to draw eyes to the team when you're thinking that they're going about to slip into oblivion. And if but you've got the best running back in the league, and a top seventy two quarterback, and 
So one, I don't know. I think it's a dumb move. I, I overall I think it's a dumb move. I think they should have gone with somebody that could have gave them the, a better chance of going to the playoffs. I think I agree with that. <clears throat> I do think it's a dumb move, but I also like Jeff Saturday. And I'm rooting for him, and I do too. I think there's some chance it could work. But I will say this: it's not really fair to the prior coach that uh, the best running back in the league was hurt for the last month and suddenly Matt Ryan isn't playing. You have to play some horrific rookie. And then, and then Jeff comes in like, yeah, yeah, let's get Matt Ryan back in here. And it uh, turns out uh, running back's fine. <laughs> and you're playing the worst team in the NFL. Like he kind of, the stars definitely aligned for Jeff this week. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I think I agree with the sentiment of it's overstated, I think, but I agree with the notion that Cower and others have like, look, this is a real profession and just picking somebody who's never done it because you don't think they need the experience is It's kind of a slap in the face to what we're doing here, guys. Even the owner said it that way. It was like, I'm glad he didn't have an experience because then he's not scared or whatever. Like he's kind of being an extra dick to the coaches, people who are lifelong football coaches. It's kind of like breaking up with your girlfriend and then just jumping on the first skank you come across. <laughs> Is that what it's like? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm reaching. Where's the filter? I'm still thinking of Mons <laughs> Venus. <laughs> Damon. <laughs> that guy. That Talk about a guy who had... What, what what percentage of our lives was Damon in, the, in, a, in our lives? It, oh, it's... It's a a tiny fraction of 1%. And yet he stayed with us all these years. We refer back to Damon with great joy. (laughs) Oh, um, I don't know, but Jerry Oliver, he's a, he's a Colts guy. What's he say? Saturday sells seats on a shitty season. Yeah, that's true. That's what it is. Uh, Bill Cower putting out major get off my lawn vibe says Chris. (laughs) That's true. I, I, I think Cower overdid it. He was he even said it in an angry way and he used some really harsh words about disgrace and uh, you know, it's like just could you just go, hey, come on, what do you it's a little disrespect. I think if he just said it in a different way, we all agree with the point. I don't know. What if they had put Dion in there? Would that have been better or worse? It's this, you know, Dion at least has some coaching experience. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, I think with Dion, you sort of accept it because you go to some tiny school and figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of there's a little bit of paying your dues happening and proving that you, you're not just a name that you can actually do the job, which he, which he did, right? He, he made a thing. That's exactly what you want from Dion that you come and make a splash and turn a non-program into a program. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. And and can you make the same argument about Cower? Like there are people who spend their whole life studying and working to be broadcasters and you did some other career for a while and then just fell backwards into this job. I like it. I don't know. Um, doesn't mean you're not good at it, but it does mean it's a little, it's almost, but it's almost the book. It's how we kind of accept that we do things in broadcasting. You take one nerd broadcaster and one guy from the field, right? And you push him, and that's how you that's how you do sports broadcasting these days. You get a couple they, of the pros. They go out and hire a colored man. I mean, a color man. <laughs> Jesus, where's the filter? A, a color man. 
How about <laughs> Kadarius Tony? We didn't even mention him. How about I, that? Is I, he Tyreek? I hope so. As a as a Mahomes owner in two long term keeper leagues, I hope he's another great tool in the belt for Mahomes. I like I like Kadarius from what I've seen. He's I mean, so I, fun I juggled him all last year. I drafted him early and then dropped him and then tried to get him back and then, then he's nothing. And <laughs> I think there's a still a very significant chance that he's mostly nothing. But yeah. Maybe he gets it together. He certainly has raw skills. He's got a very high ceiling. That guy is electric sometimes on the field. So Yeah, and since I shouted out a Gator, I got to shout out a Bulldog. A.J. Green on that catch in, in Arizona, he was like levitating oh, yeah. on the edge of the end zone for a good three seconds. So yeah, he looked good. still hanging in there, even though I want DeAndre to score all the points now. Yeah, I, th- I saw some other stat. I think it was this is the first time since 2016 that both Julio Jones and AJ Green got a touchdown the same day. Julio, those, those yeah. two guys were drafted like two picks apart, right? First yeah. round, the Falcons yeah. were trying try to get both of them. They traded no. away the world for a Julio. Is it worth it? No. We had we had 2016. What? We we had a good year. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good year. Yeah, till the end. Um I, yeah, I, I generally don't like the idea of trading away a lot for one maybe. That's basically what happens when you yeah. go up and get somebody at the top of a draft. Especially a wide receiver. I mean But he was yeah. one of the greatest receivers of all time. I mean, he was exactly he was even more than what you could have hoped for. I think he was worth it. I I think. He was great. If so um, if old Michael Vick had made some different choices, everything would have been different too. <laughs> like studying a little bit, like yeah, <laughs> like um, not hitting on all the ladies. Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about his pet choices. You're talking about some uh, bad. A bad throw decisions? Some, some business decisions. He threw business a, decisions he made. He threw it a double coverage more than you would have liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking guy. When we gonna wrap this thing up? It's 752. No, no, wait, I gotta ask you one more question. Was he okay, worth it? What? Was, was he worth it? If we're gonna if we're gonna look back and, and question Julio Jones with everything that you currently know. Would you still draft Michael Vick number one overall? <laughs> he was great for seven years. He made, so good. He made a shitty team watchable. He was so exciting. Watching Justin Fields the other day made me think of him. I mean, I was just like, Justin Fields is not as good as Vick was in the open field. Right. And he's, he's as amazing. good as anybody out there now, but nobody out there now is as good as Vic was in the open field. And he can, and he could just fire it 70 yards without even trying. Right. <sighs> I think Vic was worth it. He was worth it. it. I mean, it was something. It was a ride. It was, I mean, it was, it's kind of like now I'm glad that I'm off of heroin. You know, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a fun time, you know. <laughs> I was never on heroin anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, you might, might want an asterisk for that. All right. It's always a good sign when the guests ask you if it's time to wrap it up. Uh, always good to talk to you, buddy. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. 
Uh, get yourself a shirt. Uh, go to Monkey Knife Fight and uh, type in code All Pro Lines and get an extra hundred bucks to match what what your initial deposit is, and it's perfect for island games. I love Monkey Knife Fight for Monday nights and Sunday nights and Thursday nights. You only got one game, so you just put a couple of weird prop bets down and makes it more fun to watch. I'm going to do a couple right now as soon as I'm done with Glenn. And, if uh, Miles Sanders does not do anything, if he doesn't walk on the field tonight, then win. I am in first place alone in Georgia Roots football. Uh, but 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 Miles Sanders seems to be able-bodied. He's probably going to walk on the field. And is the running back for the best team in the NFL right now. Let's look for that Algier stat line on Miles Sanders tonight. <laughs> That's a real stat line. Three catches, <laughs> minus 17 yards. Long. Atlanta. Long catch, minus five. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, people. <laughs>